It's June 10th, 2021, and it's the End of the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Romeus T. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us for another exciting episode. Today we've got a couple of segments. Segment one will be the loneliness of the long COVID-19 summer, a.k.a. do we all have to die, antinatalism, and the overpopulation crisis. And segment two will feature why nothing feels good anymore, the end of the world guide to hating yourself and everything else. Well, let's get some of the uh, stuff out of the way. Let's see if you need to contact me. You can always go to anchor.fm slash R-O-M-I-U-S-T. You can leave a voicemail. And you can also contact me via Twitter at twitter.com slash R-O-M-I-U-S-T. Uh, we got some exciting news for you. We will be doing some uh, collaborations with a couple of podcasters. Uh, this weekend, I believe, we'll have the weird guy doing his podcast with me. Uh, we'll record probably a fairly long episode, and uh, hopefully we'll have that av- uh, available this weekend as well. And uh, my brother has uh, offered to uh, take me up on another collaboration as well. He wants to talk about Bitcoin and some other things. And uh, so we'll be having him on very shortly, I believe. I'm still working on the WordPress version of the blog that uh, will be a companion blog to this podcast. Not really ready, readily available yet. Um, you could actually find it if you searched for it. But... Um, it's not really ready. Uh, until then, I'll still be posting, of course, everything over at, or the scripts at least, for these uh, segments, over at selfhelpcenter.blogspot.com, and you can see that on the uh, podcast uh, main page. There's a link there, as well as on my tro- Twitter. And uh, I usually uh, post all the hyperlinks and uh, research bibliography and all that sort of stuff will be available in the uh, in the blog somewhere just an aside here um, I've noticed in the news lately that uh, in case you were wondering if the robot apocalypse was on its way it truly is uh, there were there was a drone run by the U.S. military that uh, targeted a fellow human being without asking permission from its uh, human operators. It acquired and targeted a uh, human being and uh, shot him and killed him. So the first death in the war against robots has actually already occurred, and you probably didn't even hear about it on the news. But that's why you listen to this podcast, right? All right, so... Here we go with the first segment of the day, the loneliness of the long COVID-19 summer, a.k.a. do we all have to die, antinatalism, and the overpopulation crisis. I don't know about you guys, but 
I can feel the early onset Alzheimer's hitting me like that new BTS deal from McDonald's. I mean, all I know about that meal is it's just chicken nuggets, fries, and a drink, which I'm pretty sure was already on the menu. But now we're all getting gaslit with commercials telling us that meal is somehow new. So I guess like you, I don't know what's true anymore. Now, if you're anything else like me, you spend all day on the internet listening to podcasts from guys like Sam Harris and doing pseudo-intellectual research on news articles and philosophy journals, all the while going through my personal library of the 1970s social theory from German philosophy authors, authors that most of you can't pronounce. I do that mainly because I failed at my dream of becoming a philosopher and because I enjoy reading secondary literature just for fun. The second reason I do it is just for you. Let's face it, you don't have time to do the research I do, or read books anymore. Most of you have families and careers, or you spend way too much time playing video games. Maybe it's been so long since you've used that brain of yours that you've just become unsure of yourself, or maybe you come here and listen to this podcast because you've noticed a misunderstood genius. I've got to tell you that, according to my research, the mere fact that you have enough interest in this blog now podcast, indicates a level of intelligence far greater than normal people. When you hear this podcast, you're engaging in ideas that the common folk out there have no ideas about. I mean, how many people are talking to you about critical theory, antinatalism, nihilism, and Karl Marx? Most people drink shitty carbonated water and discuss conspiracy theories, like how the virus that causes COVID-19 was instigated by aliens and Tom Cruise just wants to gather all your souls together and dump them from a B-19 bomber that's been retrofitted with rocket-fueled engines so he can blow them all to hell in a volcano. I mean, if that's true, that's one hell of a conspiracy against the human race. Speaking of which, one of the folks I began researching a few years ago was a man by the name of Thomas Ligotti. Ligotti is a horror writer who once wrote one of the best books to introduce the concept of antinatalism to a mass audience. Ligotti is best known for influencing the famous HBO TV show The True Detectives. Some people, not me, but some people might say that the writer from True Detectives borrowed liberally in a line-by-line -line fashion from the book The Conspiracy Against the Human Race. But I wouldn't say that. The conspiracy Ligotti is talking about here isn't Tom Cruise piloting an anachronistic World War II bomber into outer space to deploy atomic bombs at trillions of spirits and souls. The conspiracy is that alone in the universe, only human beings become aware of their existence and ultimately their deaths. No other creature, just us. And frankly, that news is not really popular with you people out there. Nobody wants to talk about death. I wrote a podcast episode that was called Suicidal Musings, and it got about, as, about one fifth as many downloads as all my other episodes, until I changed the title. So you see, the conspiracy against humanity is live and well, even today. I know I say this a lot, but life really is suffering. Ligotti quotes the philosopher Bahansen, describing the events in the universe as an indiscriminate butchery and mutual slaughter among its individuated parts. Electrons smashing together, the tiger crushing the bones of its prey, 
the lustfully engorged anus of a baboon being roughly taken. They all amount to nothing but destruction, which is just pointless and unscripted. So who cares? Well, no one did until the consciousness of man arose. And even after that, most of you have never even considered the options when it comes to life or death. Half of you spend more time watching obnoxious TikTok videos than giving thought to the most important questions human can humans can fathom. I mean, I work in a grocery store, so I know what you agonize over. Like, which flavor of ice cream to buy? Rocky Road or Banana Split? And since you aren't seven, the answer seems pretty obvious. Segment 2. Anti-Humanism and Anti-Natalism There's a natural revulsion that elites have over the lumpen masses, the dirty, unwashed folks like you and me. That's why we're always suspicious of them. It's why I wouldn't pet it past the elites to be trying to cull the entire population, maybe injecting us with tractor trackers and allowing the COVID-19 to spread on purpose. Another way to know the, that elites hate you is that they study things like antinatalism and intergenerational philosophy. Antinatalism is, of course, the philosophy that humans should stop giving birth to other humans so that we can stop the agony of life. Some philosophers have even termed antinatalism as the ultimate humanism. Nothing could be more human than ending all suffering in the future. Does this apply to other animals? I don't know. I've never heard anyone suggest it would. Though animal rights activists insist that other animals count when we talk about minimizing suffering as a foundational element of morality. But antinatalism as the ultimate humanism is a bit odd, don't you think? It means the ultimate good comes from the extermination of humanity. Likewise, when you assess another very popular idea out there like the generational futures, which contends that the future has a claim on us today, usually it seems that claims, the claim wishes to control us to some degree. If it's not combating climate change, asking us to conserve resources, maintain the natural habitat, then it's asking for us to invest and enrich future generations at our expense. It's not at all unlike a very rich man asking his poor brethren to donate to charity. All those claims and requests seem fine and dandy unless you're sitting in some encampment in the developing world hoping for a few liters of clean water. Which just goes to show you that maybe the Illuminati or the ruling class or a bunch of shape-changing interdimensional lizards really are hoping for our deaths. And honestly, who could blame them? Most of y'all are nasty. I'm not talking Jeffrey Tubin masturbating on Zoom nasty, but nasty nonetheless. Speaking of good old Jeffrey, I feel like maybe he got a raw deal from getting fired from CNN for jerking the old Tubin after he thought he hung up on a Zoom call. I mean, what's a guy to do? Wait 20 minutes after a Zoom call to masturbate? Like he's going swimming out after eating a big meal? There are no riptides on the internet. Secondly, before we go, how many of y'all got my Iron Maiden joke in the title about the long-distance runner? I bet if you did, you aren't a 15-year-old with six Iron Maiden t-shirts that you forget to tuck in the back of your jeans. Because for some reason, Gen Z refuses to either tuck in or untuck a, a shirt. I guess what I'm saying here is, pull up your pants, wear a belt, 
and untuck that front tuck, son. Either way, all of these lockdowns have been doing, all they've been doing is introducing you to a new lifestyle of choice for Japan and incels everywhere. The one where you don't go outside or have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. All the rest of you norms acting like it's easy to jump from relation to relationship. I mean, it takes me usually six or seven years to find a replacement for my girlfriend, which in hindsight makes my idea to dump the last one seem pretty silly. The older and uglier I get, and the more inflation starts eroding my modest raises of 25 cents a year, the more it starts looking like I might be able to start my own anti-natalist cult. I'm not getting anyone pregnant in the near future, and maybe Dr. Fauci is just getting us used to the idea that porn is all we need. And let's just roast marshmallows on the embers of the human race. Frankly, that's a conspiracy I think I could get behind. Let's get back to the uh, next uh, segment here. Uh, celebrating now more than 200 downloads on the podcast. That's right, over 200 downloads. Um, yeah. Was it uh, 201? Yeah, it was 201. So, but I mean, still, that's over 200 downloads, right? Segment uh, two here is why nothing feels good anymore. Self-help, or the... Uh, end of the world guide to hating yourself and everything else nothing feels good anymore i'm sitting on my couch in an air-conditioned apartment that's at least 50 degrees cooler inside than the hellscaped 120 degree arizona summer is outside i have a giant 50 inch tv screen that plays endless content at me at a decibel levels that are slowly making me go deaf I keep scrolling through TV shows and networks one by one, and there's nothing on, even though I can order up virtually any movie, book, or music ever made. It all seems boring. I don't know if you sit in the dark like me eating a two-day-old gas station donut, reflecting on how pleasure disappears from a world built on making everything easy, but it did. It starts with how your attention span goes from reading a book for six hours in a row to not being able to focus on the next seven seconds of a TikTok video, despite the fact that the video contains nothing more than the seductive dancing of a 20-something girl shaking their assets at you. I should take a moment to warn you, if you were here hoping for a moment of cheer or for a happy ending, then you've come to the wrong place. One reviewer of my content once commented that my blog was nothing more than a showcase for the relentlessness of the psychology of depression. There is no happy ending. If you are happy, you should probably stop listening to this podcast and go on with your happy life. And if you're sad, well, you should probably stop listening to this podcast. Otherwise, I suppose you might find yourself in the kitchen holding a razor blade in mocked surprise as your artery gushes out a maroon waterfall of death. Perhaps this blog podcast is best left for posterity, or the professional psychonaut 
who seeks only the most extreme mind space. Because here, there is no escape. This is, after all, the end of the world. We don't just cover the apocalypse of the world, but of the mind. How depression will tear at your soul, rob you of your personality, steal your happiness and contentment, and how it will eventually degrade your humanity. It will leave you in a stinking pit to rot as you watch helplessly as layers of morality fall into the fire. Eventually, you'll be stripped of anything you value. You will notice you are the nothingness, a black hole sucking everything into it, crushing all around you. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing escapes the gravitational pull of a black hole. Not even light. So with that warning, be wary of what you seek. Perhaps avoid this content at all cost. You too could accidentally slip into the event horizon of my self-destruction. Because here it's so easy to ignore the outside world and become terminally fascinated by the inner dwelling of ego. Another morning and another ultimate cheeseburger. Two cow patties placed on a bun. The jack-in-the-box puts way too much mayo on the sandwich. I take a bite of the burger and ignore the swelling in my legs and feet and the dull ache in my forearms from the blood clots that never went away. My blood pressure on a nice resting day sits at 140 over 99, but after the salty burger it zooms to 165 over 120, and my heartbeat surges to 120. My face flushes bright red, and later, when I walk to work, I'll try to forget I can't feel my right foot anymore because of the self-diagnosed diabetes. As I gobble down the rest of the fat and protein from some sickly cow put to pasture too late, I notice the restaurant is full this morning. A homeless encampment has sprung up. Half a dozen or more homeless have taken up the few booths that you usually sit at. None are socially distanced. The place now reeks from body odor and unwashed clothes. Some of the homeless are happily munching down the fatty food. Some are slumped over their tables, satiated, or perhaps nodding off from pain pills. Others, still scattered in random seats, are pushing the regular customers to the bar-like seating near the windows, where I can see immigrant workers on benches, dressed in yellow jackets, preparing for a hard day's work of jackhammering and construction. I won't be joining them. Duty calls at the grocery store next door. I take my free ultimate cheeseburger, granted to me because I accumulate so many jack points that, you get, that I get free food all the time, and stagger towards the building I call work. My walk to work is interrupted by my phone constantly notifying me of some TikTok only phone, OnlyFans gal begging me to fill up her Venmo. Go ahead, I tell myself. Just finish the final self-destructive act because you'll be dead in a few years anyway with all your health problems. You can ignore a few drops of blood in your fecal matter, but the growing cancer won't ignore you. Only fans in the simping contagion of your mind. When you lock eyes with the praying mantis, you know you have finally fulfilled your purpose. She needs your destruction. Her feeding brings forth her life. In your old age, your feeble sperm deposits on the ground, and don't worry that she intends to bite your head off. It's just one final humiliation to join the indignity of being fleeced by a generation of women who refuse to tuck in their entire shirt, which is borderline satire. 
at work after nearly 30 years of laboring, you watch an anomalous labor shortage turn teenagers into hot commodities and watch children lap you making $15 an hour to start at jobs that you've worked at your whole life. You begin to understand the cruelty of Darwin and survival, that life doesn't even out and that the powers of the world have no intention on keeping their word to you. So now you cycle between feelings of jealousy and self-pity. You know that an economy finally asking the ruling class to behave and give decent wages and working conditions eventually benefits mankind, but even the martyrdom of a depressive is tested when 35 years of sleeping on pull-out couches, growing up on, a, growing up on ranch beans and hominy, and now watching teenagers who get fed organic coffee espressos drive their parents' Jeep Wranglers and complain about getting $2 an hour more than you to do the same job you've done for 30 years, who spit on the sidewalk of hard work, knowing all along it was just the ruling class meme that deep in the pit of your stomach you know there's something probably wrong with you, that the world was probably better off without your success, and that you were an idiot, and you were the imbecile, and you were the fool, and you were the failure. You weren't the champion of the underdog. You weren't on some Marxist crusade for worker freedom. You were the failure, and it was you who needed their protection.